So our timeline has moved on a little bit. Just a couple of days ago on Friday night, we talked about Jesus being born in a manger in Bethlehem, and now suddenly he's 12 years old. So the story and the narrative has moved on. We don't get a lot of information about those first formative years of Jesus' life. As the gospel authors were inspired to capture the story for us, they just didn't think those childhood years were that important. But this morning, as we continue our journey, Advent has become Christmas, and we've entered the Christmas season now. We talk about how those attributes, those themes of Advent, continue with us. We talked about joy and hope, love and peace, and today our theme is dwell. How do we keep that love, joy, peace, and hope alive and with us as we move beyond the Christmas season? It seems fitting that we would talk about that today. We had discussion among the clergy over the, the short holiday, and we had it this morning as we were preparing about how it could have been really easily to forget that today was the day we were already back in church because it was Friday night and then yesterday was so busy with Christmas and then we barely had time to turn our hat around until it was time to come back and worship again. It seemed very short. The holidays get busy. A lot gets packed into there. And I don't know about you, but I, I get a little tired. I feel like when I make it to Christmas Eve, then I can take a breath. <sighs> But this year there was no breath. There was today <laughs> coming. You've probably heard it said that um, guests are like fish. They both stink after three days. There's a limited amount of time that we can be in other people's homes or have them be in ours or be together before we do things like begin to get on each other's nerves. What is quirky and fun for Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas morning rubs our last raw nerve three days later, and we're thinking, when are these people going home? When can I go home? So I wonder what it was like to grow up with Jesus. We know that he had siblings. Our Catholic brothers and sisters believe that those children were Joseph's children from a previous marriage before he married Mary. Those of us in the Protestant stream of Christianity believe that Mary and Joseph went on to have children after Jesus was born, and that those half-brothers are the ones that we hear about. Two of them come to believe in Jesus and become part of the early church, one named James and one named Jude, and they, they author letters that we have in our New Testament. But can you imagine being the brother, the little brother of Jesus growing up? For many of us, we, we want him to be, we know he was sinless, but we think that means he never got irritated or his brothers never got irritated with him. His mother never had to get on to him. But even in our story today, we hear Mary getting on to him. Son, you were supposed to leave when we left. Why were you not with the group? Why were you not where you were supposed to be? Every mother has said that before. Why were you not where you were supposed to be? And Jesus, in what could almost be a little bit of a smart aleck remark back, goes, I am where I'm supposed to be. So how does it, what was it like to live with Jesus as a young person? I imagine there were times when the brothers and the sisters got crossways with one another. When somebody said, Jesus is your favorite. All I hear is Jesus. 
One of my favorite memes that comes out every Christmas has the, the group leaving Jerusalem and they're, they have the camels and like we put bumper stickers on our car. My child is an honor roll student at the elementary school. You've got one that says on the back of the um, camel is my, my child is a doctor. My child is a leader. And Mary says, my child is God. How do you top that? How do we live with this? As the Holy Spirit brings that hope and love and joy and peace to us, it's one thing to have an encounter with God, to have a, moon, a moving and meaningful Christmas Eve service, to go on a retreat and experience the presence of God, to have come for communion and felt yourself moved. How do we keep that? Unfortunately, for many of us, the same thing is true of trying to yield to the Holy Spirit as it is to having guests in our home. After about three days, we're ready for the Holy Spirit to give us a break. Like we don't want to do that anymore. We want to go back to what's familiar with us and move on. But I believe one of the reasons the church celebrates the birth of Jesus is so that those things that Jesus came to bring, we never let go of, that we hold on to, tenaciously as we move forward. As I contemplated this, I thought of four ways and I brought some um, visuals that helped, you, helped me. Maybe they will help you to think about it. The first one that I thought of was uh, Q-tips. One of the ways we keep this is to continue to listen to the Holy Spirit instead of turning our mind off and closing our ears. I had a class during seminary with Eugene Peterson who is the author of the Message Translation. He studied to be a biblical languages professor in school. He wanted to teach at a seminary and was really annoyed when God called him to be a parish minister. He said, I liked the, the languages much better than I liked people. But he came to really love the people. But in the class, he taught us that when Jesus makes the comment, as he would tell a story as he was ministering, he would say, he who has ears, let him hear that he was echoing an Old Testament prophet that talked about, we don't come with the right kind of ears. We literally need to allow God to dig us out ears. And Eugene Peterson said, we all start as spiritual blockheads who must have the Holy Spirit carve us out ears so we can hear. One of the ways we keep hope, love, joy, and peace is to not close our ears to the still, small voice of God and the Holy Spirit, prompting us to be more loving, more hopeful, more kind, more peaceful. The second way is to make sure we can see clearly. We talk about while we're here on earth, we see through a glass darkly. We can't see everything. It's not clear. We don't understand everything. But when we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are saying, help me to see the world the way you see it. Help me to see where you were at work and go and join you in that work. Help me to see the hurt and the pain as well as the hope and the love. We can ask for better, more clarity in our eyesight and our vision we could refuse to close our eyes to the things that make us uncomfortable that we want to look away from because they need us to get 
involved. The third thing we can do is be willing to join our hands. I thought of gloves. We have to be willing to go and do the work. Jesus didn't just come and talk. He was about the work. He went where the people were. He touched the lepers. He ate with sinners. He had conversations. He broke bread and shared it with multitudes. And when he left, he said, go and make disciples. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them everything that I have taught you, which involved action and doing. We as Christians have to be willing to get our hands dirty, doing the work of hope and love and peace and joy. We have to put our hands where our mouth are and not just be people of lip service, but people of action. And the fourth one was shoes, which I'm not going to try to put on because you don't need to see me fall down up here this morning. We have to be willing to go, to go to the places of discomfort, to go to the places that no one else wants to go to, to walk a path that follows Jesus to all the dark corners of the world, but shares his light and his love into each of them. The way that we dwell The way we let Christ dwell in us is we open the doors of our heart with our ears, with our eyes, with our hands and our feet so that when God knocks, like the Holy Family did on our door that remained closed Christmas Eve, our doors are not closed. And through us, God will open doors to those He wants to reach through us. If we are willing to hold on to Christmas, all year long. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, help us to hear. Dig us out spiritual ears that hear your voice. Correct our vision that we can see you clearly. Glove us and shoe us so that we are ready to go and do your work in the world around us. That we might keep Advent, hope, love, peace, and joy alive always. In the name of Christ. Amen.